2: Hackers are after your business data. I can help. I am by the Virtual Intelligence Assistant at Virtual Armor.
3: Virtual Armor, partnered with Juniper Networks, provides cybersecurity services and end-to-end solutions to keep what's yours, yours. Defend yourself with managed firewall and managed SIM essential core services that are economical and efficient. Virtual Armor goes beyond just initial alerting to provide a thorough report on threats, vulnerabilities, and results.
2: Let me help protect you. Contact me at Just Ask Vi. That's vi.com.
1: One day they'll tell a story and some will say it was just a fairy tale.
2: Everything you said is true. Absolutely true.
0: 14 years
2: as Charlotte Mayor. Always given, never taking. But you're having fun. I know I'm, you are. I'm having a good time with Bo Thompson. Somewhere
0: yes. between the right and the left, there's the middle. Four years as NC Governor.
2: This is the best of America. God bless y'all.
0: Behind the scenes conversations. You can't handle the truth. No talking points.
4: Hey, Pat, it's Donald, and I just want to
2: tell you to keep
4: up
0: the good work. We're proud of you. Perspective you won't find anywhere else. Don't put your stupid hat on. WBT presents. It's time for a Carolina comeback. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson.
2: Yeah. I always go right, you guys. <laughs> how I felt after the debate last night. I just needed to find someone to love. I was getting notes from um, a lot of friends. What do you think? What do you think? And I wrote the following text to a group of friends. Having participated in many debates, through my Political career I have to say that this was the worst debate in the history of politics Wow the format the moderator and especially both candidates were shameful the name-calling the interruptions the lack of content no vision expressed whatsoever And especially the total lack of respect for the office in which they either hold or they're seeking was totally eviscerated. That's why I need someone to love after that confrontation. It was more like the Jerry Springer show. Than a presidential debate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't like the Jerry Springer show because it mocks America, Somebody and I didn't like that presidential debate. So during the next uh, two hours of the quickest two hours of Carolina's radio, I'm going to be talking about the format. I'm going to be talking about the moderator. I'm going to be talking about each candidate. Then I'm going to be talking about the future, the future of our country, and what role we can play in that future. And we're going to have to talk about what is the next steps in this uh, electoral campaign for both uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And what will the -the down-the-ticket ramifications be? What will the people who are hanging on to uh, Joe Biden's coattails, where he now says he's the leader of the Democratic Party, what will they say? And what will the coattails of President Donald Trump be with senators in close elections? How are they going to respond today? I'm telling you right now, they're huddling up right now, going, what do we say? Do we say, oh, my guy won? The other guy lost.
3: Maybe I should remind you at this point that the second debate is a town hall debate.
2: These aren't debates. <laughs> They're glorified press conferences. And it's not even between the two candidates anymore. It's as much between the candidate and the so-called moderator. Mm-hmm. But I regress. Digress. Yeah, digress, regress. (laughs) There you go, interrupting me. Will you quit interrupting me? (laughs) Did you you hear him interrupt me? Uh, I'm the moderator, and we need to go to break. You're the worst moderator. Oh, I'm laughing and crying at the same time. My wife didn't watch it. She walked in. How's it going? And I walked out of the room. I My wife made me go to the back room last night. You were banished? Watch it. I was, my wife was watching Below the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Below Deck Mediterranean? Yes. And I literally walked out of the room several times. Not to be confused with Below the Belt, which was the
3: other title of this debate. Oh shut up!
5: <laughs>
2: we're you, laughing. You are the Republican Party, <laughs> Mo, Bo, Mo. My dog even left the room. <laughs> Remember, when we left the room last night. Uh, yesterday, we ended the show, mm-hmm. kind of teasing, and we were calling each other names. Mm-hmm. I said, "I'll see you in the parking lot." And you said, i got to go give blood. And I said, I'll I'll, draw blood right here. giving blood was a better experience yesterday, (laughs) right after the show. And by the way, thanks thanks to all of you who did the same. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. More on the debate. Uh, We're going to have uh, a good time during the next two hours. We're going to have a serious time. We're going to have some intellectual discussion. We're going to have some pop culture discussion. And we're going to talk about the future. So uh, we're going to give you an assessment during the next... uh, hour and 45 minutes that you've got you did not get on cnn or fox or msnbc or cbs or abc because that was the same old same old you see i've played the game i've been played by the game i know the game and i'll tell you some insights on the game that was played last night you should go out and vote you're in voting now. Vote
4: and let your senators know how strongly you, strong you feel. Court? Let Vote now. Are going to pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because would that because question? Because the question is... the to the radical, radical is, left...
5: Will you shut on, up, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is your so list? Right. gentlemen,
1: I think we've ended this... is We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a productive segment,
5: wasn't it? <laughs> Keep yapping, man. The people understand, Joe. <laughs> 47 right, years, stop. you've done
2: nothing. They understand. I've never been a fan of Chris Wallace ever since I went on a Sunday talk show as governor of North Carolina because he loves loaded questions. I'll never forget walking into the Fox studio that Sunday morning and right before I went on, you know, during the commercial break, when my segment came up, Bo, he, he asked me, he said, now, listen, uh, Governor, we're going to have a six-minute segment. Make your comments quick and concise. I'm going to try to get four questions in. I said, great, thank you very much. We go to the segment. He opens it up, talks longer than he ever said he would, and then he goes to a pre-package as part of the six minutes. He didn't tell me we now have a package of an introduction about the issue, which the bathroom thing, which he didn't tell me about, and which was loaded. It was inaccurate. It was loaded. And then he comes and asks me another loaded question after the loaded package. We're down to four minutes now. In other words, he made it about him and gave me little opportunity to talk. And that was basically the format last night. He introduced the whole debate as this is the format. We're going to talk about six different subjects, 10 to 15 minutes apiece. We're going to let you go each two minutes, one-minute response, then we let you have the discussion. He did everything a moderator shouldn't do. He first... Asked loaded questions. Bo, remember yesterday I said, what role will the moderator play? Will he ask simple, short, concise questions, or will he ask lowest, biased, editorial questions? And he did exactly what I was afraid of, which is not a debate. You know, he had asked loaded questions like, Mr. President, back in so-and-so, you said the following. And he repeats a quote. Weren't you contradicting yourself? You know, something like that. It's a loaded question. As opposed to saying, Mr. President, tell me the three things that you will do to fight this virus between now and whatever. Tell me the two things you'll do to help the economy. Tell me the things you're most proud of. Just short, concise questions. But Chris Wallace made it about Chris Wallace. And then what's ironic, he kept saying, quit interrupting. It was Chris Wallace that started the interrupting. He interrupted more than anybody. You know, when he first started and said the rules, we're going to give you each two minutes. Well, in the middle of the two minutes, he would interrupt and say, "Uh, Mr. President, we're going to get to that point later. We're going to get to the economy later. We're going to get to election fraud later. That's not his role. Just because it doesn't hit hit his format doesn't mean a damn thing. This was the presidential debate, not Fox News Sunday morning news. And he asked questions as though it was Fox News Sunday, which I don't like anyway. Instead of asking questions that are appropriate for a presidential debate. So he set this thing up for failure through his questions. They were long. They were compound questions. They were editorial questions. And then he would interrupt the candidate, primarily President Trump. I'd say 90% of the interruptions were Wallace interrupting Trump because he didn't like what Trump was saying. That's not his role to determine whether or not president trump is answering the question or not that's joe biden's rule that's why they call it a debate we keep talking about
3: winners and losers do you th- what what do you think happens to his reputation after this
2: wallace's does he hurt at all from this oh absolutely he, he lost control because he didn't follow his own rules of the debate he should have asked short concise questions on each of the main subjects that he said he would. By the way, he threw in climate change at the end, which wasn't one of the five or six. And you wonder, wow, was that due to some political pressure? How dare you not bring up climate change? And it was a stupid question, a compound question. Did you find yourself
3: at all last night wondering what that might have been like if Jim Lehrer was the moderator?
2: That's who we needed, Jim Lehrer. Jim Lehrer would ask... Short, concise questions. They asked questions that were editorial questions, and therefore you're responding to the editorial comment from the member of the media. It was no different from Jake Tapper or or uh, Meet the Press. Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd. They they ask loaded questions. Well, next time around, it's a guy from C-SPAN. Steve Scully is the guy's name. I don't even know who that is. I do. And it, you know, where C-SPAN, on the C-SPAN show where they take calls, they mm-hmm. never show expressions. They listen, and they let the people talk, I and mean, they should have let them talk. We'll continue. Let talking. Let the candidates figure it out.
3: We will continue with uh, debate number one: Biden versus Trump. Reaction oh, from the governor.
2: Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's the long-standing. See, I'm playing this. The, this is Chris. Oh, wait a minute. That's not that's not our agenda. Governor,
3: you are not adhering to the pre-existing <laughs> rules that we I'm set forth. I'm you, pre- tired of debating you. I am tired of debating you. Your campaign agreed to this, and sir, we're going to stick to this. And that, I could, I'll that, tell you, that, that's another thing. The campaign
2: advisors should be fired first.
3: Well, part of the pre-existing...
2: I'll, I'll talk about behind. I can. Work. I can just see the campaign advisors now. You promised you'd go oh to my news. Gosh. You promised you'd go to news. Eight oh, there we ago. go. Following the yeah. format again.
1: Let's there try to be serious about it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, you're lucky. I keep good audio archives over here.
2: What lucky? One, one, one lucky uh, actually, mention in the debate last night. You're lucky this, and no, you're lucky. Maybe maybe lucky's not the word I'm looking for here. How yeah? many
1: cases? How many cases have you had in North Carolina in the last year where people have been convicted of using transgender protections to commit crimes in bathrooms? This wasn't
2: a problem. That's the point I'm making. This is the Democratic Party in the left wing of the Democratic Party. Ha- have who,
1: there been any cases so, of this? Not that I'm aware of. Have so there been any cases in the last five years? Why did the Democratic Party in Houston, Texas? But, in, but I guess in, the question is, forgive me if I may, sir. No. Why not? Just then let it go. If there's, if there's not a case of because transgender a, people going in yeah, and molesting the, little it, girls. Uh, I, I haven't used that at all. This is an issue of expectation. Well, you did say a, a boy who thinks he's
2: a girl going into a girl's bathroom. And that's where there's an expectation of privacy. When you go into a restroom or your wife goes into a restroom, right. you assume the only other mm. people going to that restroom. Well, it brings back bad memories. That, that's, that's the example where I had a very good point to make about the Democrats, started the bathroom debate, and he didn't want to get away from his question and his format. Any variance from what he wants, you cannot do. Now, he could do that on his show, but he shouldn't have done that during the presidential debate, and that's exactly what he did to Donald Trump 90% of the time and sometimes with Joe Biden. He made that about his format, his questioning, and then he would interrupt, The presidential candidates. And with their answer, he goes, that's not what I'm asking. Or then answer the question. That's not his role. And he got mad when they didn't follow his rules. His rules or we're going to talk about the economy next. Who cares (laughs) what his little format is? There were like no commercial breaks he had to go to. That's right. You know, I can understand. We need to go to a commercial no, he was more worried about his little format that he and the presidential commission set up, with the agreement, by the way, of the two committees. Wouldn't it have been funny though. If, I, I thought about this while I was mm. watching. If he just
3: at, at one of those points when Trump and Biden were going at it, if he just stood up, kind of walked to the back of the room, and crossed his arms and let him go, he should have. I know. He should have. He would have got. He would have gotten major points for doing that. No,
2: he would have been accused by the media. Of, but part of the problem was his. His set up questions. His questions were loaded, set up questions. They were they were asking for a response of controversy. They were not mature questions, and therefore they got immature responses from both candidates. So let's talk about Joe Biden a little bit. Um, Joe Biden came in extremely well scripted, as I predicted. He was doing his homework. And by the way, Joe Biden had notes in front of him. He had a notebook in front of him. And he referred to the notebook often. In my debates, in about 80% of my previous gubernatorial debates, whether it was with Purdue or Walter Dalton or Roy Cooper, we were actually not allowed to bring notes in. We were allowed to have a pencil and paper to make notes during the debate but we literally made rules where you couldn't speak from notes because that's all joe biden did was spoke, spoke he spoke from the notes and he, he if you notice he'd down often and repeated the lines that were given to him by his handlers
4: that he pays less tax than a school teacher makes and on, on the money a school teacher makes is because of him take he says he's smart because he can take advantage of the
2: tax code right. and he does take advantage of the tax code so that's he, why
4: he, i'm going to eliminate the trump tax cuts
2: he had that written. By the way, I just read a thing about Joe Biden released his taxes yesterday. He formed an S-corporation so he could avoid taxes. And he formed an S-corporation to avoid about 3% taxes. So he, too, took advantage of tax laws that he passed. But what Joe Biden did also, the name-calling...
4: And we're going gonna to eliminate those tax cuts okay. and make sure that we invest in the people who, in fact, need the help. People out there need help. But why didn't you do it over in the last, president last 25 years? Because you weren't
5: president screwing no, no, things no. up. You were a senator. And You're by the, the way, worst you a president vice. America has ha- ever had. Hey, hey, no, let, me, let me just tell you, stop, Joe, I've done more. In-
2: stop right there. Those two lines. The worst president ever. He knew he was gonna say that sometime in the debate. Mm -hmm. He also knew in the debate with his handlers, I'm telling you right now, behind the scenes, if the president interrupts you and starts doing things, call him the worst president of the United States and call him a clown. And actually tell him to shut up. I'm telling you right now, that was planned. That was as much planned as Kamala Harris's, I was that little girl.
1: And that little girl was me.
2: So was shut up. That was not off the cuff.
5: Law enforcement, almost every law enforcement group in the United States. I have Florida. I have Texas. I have Ohio. I have every excuse me, Portland. The sheriff just came out today and he said I support President Trump, I don't think you have any law enforcement. You can't even say the word law enforcement, because if you say those words, you're going to lose all of your radical left supporters. And why aren't you saying those words? Why don't you say the words law enforcement? Because you know what? If they called us in Portland, we would put out that fire in a half an hour, but they won't do it because they're run by radical left Democrats. If you look at Chicago, if you look at any place you want to look, Seattle, they heard we were coming in the following day and they put up their hands and we got back. Seattle, Minneapolis. We got it back, Joe, because we believe in law and order, but you don't. The top 10 cities and just about the top 40 cities are run by Democrats and in many cases, radical left. And they've got you wrapped around their finger, Joe, to a point where you don't want to say anything about law and order. And I'll tell you what, the people of this country want and demand law and order, and you're afraid to even say it.
2: That was probably the strongest part of uh, President Trump's debate, although most experts say instead of using the term law and order, he should have used the word public safety, and he should have thrown the word Antifa or anarchist in the, in the, uh, in the debate with uh, Joe Biden instead of just law and order. Uh, but that was one part of the debate where there were no interruptions by either Biden or by primarily Wallace, the moderator, He did come in later and interrupt that portion of the debate about the white supremacist question. When he asked that question, he then
1: interrupted the president during his answer. Here it is. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not... Add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Are you prepared to to specifically do it?
5: I would say say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. So what do do you, you, you
2: stop right there? This is where Wallace interrupted him. That was not following the debate rules. He asked the question. He has two minutes to respond. Now, President Trump made a strategic mistake by... Asking him a question, what do you want me to say? First of all, a president doesn't ask a media person, what do you want me to say? You tell the media person what you're going to say. And that was a strategic mistake because it allowed Wallace to intervene in the question, which he fully took advantage of. And it was a strategic mistake right after President Trump did a very good job in explaining law and order, although I think he... Should have used Antifa that that uh, Biden's afraid of saying because I was just waiting for Biden to go law and order. What's the big point? Law and order. <laughs> and then Antifa did come up uh, later on.
5: I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. See. That's do you want to call him That's unbelievable. Him? What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacist. And and right like me to white supremacists and white supremacists. White supremacists and white supremacists. Proud boys, stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right wing problem. This is, is a left wing uh, problem. This is a left wing problem. I'm a white supremacist.
4: Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it, please. Not militia. That's what All his, right. FBI, idea. his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, we're then gonna, you know why. No, no, He's no. We're, do- we're done, sir.
2: Everybody, we're moving on to the next. Stop. Stop. We're done, sir. During a major debate, we're done because you have to follow your frickin' format? Oh, I almost... I got close there. That's tiptoeing on the edge. Ooh. ooh, Hold on. I got a memo from Intercon. It's already popped up. I think they had it pre-written in anticipation. (laughs) It's like a pre-rehearsed debate line. I think they were. (laughs) I swear I was speaking from the heart at that point in time. So... uh, Donald Trump, he made the mistake of most first-term presidents in their first debate. He thought he could wing it. He he probably told his staff, don't worry, I got this. I got this. I know the subjects. I got this. He wasn't ready for the loaded questions. He wasn't ready for the interruptions. He wasn't ready for the name-calling from Joe Biden. It got under his skin. And, by the way, he didn't respond to the name-calling. See, when you're in office, and this happened to me in my first debate with Roy Cooper, and it wasn't televised at the time, but Roy Cooper started right off by going, you have let the people of North Carolina down. I was going, what? What? We just started this daggum thing. And I was just, no respect whatsoever. What are you talking about? Who in the heck are you? And I realized at that point in time, it was hardball. When you're in the incumbent, you're the one who's going to be attacked and called names. And Biden was ready to go on the attack. I think it backfired on Biden, though, in throwing insults at the president. Because he, he did exactly what he accuses the president of doing. And that's being disrespectful toward people's offices. The only thing that... During the last four years that this was even close to resembling regarding disrespect for office of both both parties was Nancy Pelosi tearing up the State of the Union address, which the media just let go. Those were the two. Last night's debate and the State of the Union address where Nancy Pelosi tore up the speech were the most two disrespectful acts that I've ever seen in US politics, except for maybe Aaron Burr killing Alexander Hamilton. That that's pretty low. <laughs> that that got kinda personal. Our number
3: two, mm. Pat McCrory Show. Put down your gun. (laughs) Debate reaction continues (laughs) on WBT. (laughs) Washington, our country, and the world is in dire need
5: of aloha. Hey, Governor. Great show as always.
1: Yes, Pat. I just wanted to let you know I have followed you for years and years. Time to play the game have so much common sense it's
2: unbelievable
3: i love your
0: show and Bo. y'all are just so funny 14 years as charlotte mayor the one you were mayor of for 14 short years <laughs> While i was over here for
4: 16. <laughs> pat you'll always be my mayor
0: four years as nc governor i,
4: I love working with you you hung in there and you helped us make it happen
0: behind the scenes conversations and i'm proud to be a public servant
2: Thank you all very much.
0: Let's celebrate. WBT presents. Robin, you guys are doing a great show. Let me say I listen to you every day. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Not every day in a row, but every day. <laughs> Start your engines with the Pat McCrory Show. Driven by Felix
1: Sabatis Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte. So what happens now?
0: We face the as God intended.
1: I'm Chris Wallace of Fox News, and I welcome you to the first of the 2020 presidential debates. The kid. They do.
4: They will under my proposal. not what you said, but and it's not what your party has said. That is simply. Your party a lie. doesn't say Your party wants, wants to go
5: socialist. My medicine party is and me. socialist right welfare. now. I am and the Democratic gonna
4: Party. And they're going to dominate you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the not Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. Hey, are I'm, you saying I'm not going to listen beat? to him. The fact of the matter is, I beat Bernie Sanders. Not by much. I'm, I beat him a whole hell of a lot. I'm not here I'm here standing facing you all. Pocahontas would have.
5: Have left uh, two days early, you. you would have lost every problem. He knows how to do Super is hurt. Tuesday. You got Look, very lucky. Here's the deal.
3: I got very lucky. gaming I mean, am very
4: lucky tonight as well.
3: Here's the, tonight sure. here's, the here's the deal. Here's the deal. Hour two at the Pat McCrory Show is here, and we are digesting and processing and looking back and listening back to debate number one last night. And we got two more to go. I actually was speculating on the early show this morning. Do you think either campaign might have looked back at last night and said, "Ah, we don't want to do any more of these. We don't need to do any more of these. Maybe we shouldn't do more of these. Do you think that question was broached at all, or do you think both candidates are chomping at the bit to get back at
2: it? I think uh, the Republicans need to have another debate. I think Biden would be hard-pressed to... uh, Avoid what he's promised already. So I think that's just. I think there will be debates. I don't think the uh, viewership will be as high. I, th- I I I think there are some people who walked out and said yeah, I've had enough. Completely agree. I even walked out of the room briefly because I needed to take a deep breath. And it's, it's because I've been there. I, I it, listen. Debates are tough. Walking on a stage, and I haven't done it, in even one one hundredth or one of that audience. But anytime you walk in a debate, you have to be ready for anything, but you have to have a clear plan on what you want to do. And it's got to be a plan that lasts an hour and a half. And I don't think either candidate succeeded in implementing their plan. In fact, they're still not implementing that plan. Biden campaign team just released a statement saying there was one leader on that stage and one liar on that stage. The liar went on and got an Air Force One. Uh, see, Joe Biden's lowering what he he's supposed to. He's running saying we're going to bring this nation together. And yet his campaign team is releasing statements like that. So that contradicts what his message should be if I was his advisor. President Trump did not stop the reputation of quote, being a bully. He knew his facts, but he interrupted himself. He got interrupted by the commentator. And he let... He should have taken notes. He let the last thing said impact what his response was going to be. A major strategic mistake in debates. Like if a candidate that you're debating says a lot of things... I wrote down those things and then prioritized which one I was going to respond to. The biggest mistake any candidate makes is responding to the very last remark. Because the very last remark might be the cheapest shot, but it's not the shot you should respond to. And I thought the president did that on several occasions with Biden. Biden did that with several occasions with him. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. The, the, the whole debate about the relatives... So what I want to do during the next uh, segment and during this segment is talk about the issues. Isn't that interesting? It's all about the whole debate right now is about style and personality. Remember I told you yesterday that 50% of the debate is about the appearance? (laughs) The appearance of showing confidence, the appearance of how you look, the appearance of whether or not you're flustered or embarrassed. Sadly, that was 90% of the debate last night which was I was hoping it would only be 50% of the debate it was 90% of the debate tonight was who would get flustered who would get embarrassed who would get shook up who would be get interrupted who would get insulted who would throw what insult to which person and instead 90% of the debate should have been about issues and that's what why I say that was the worst debate In my political lifetime that I've ever witnessed, because we didn't talk about seriously the issues that need to be addressed both now and in the future. And this is where Chris Wallace failed miserably. So if we do get debate two and three and we assume
3: Mm -hmm. that we will, are you confident at all that uh, number two or number three can be
2: what you had envisioned or wanted it to be? We can go nothing but uphill from here. I think that that hit about the lowest standard of format. Of uh, content, of of control, of professionalism, of respect. Can it get any lower than that? I don't think so. But there were some good comments on content that we need to talk about. And then I'm going to have the rest of the show be with our listeners. We've got a lot of calls coming in. I want to hear from you. I've been there. I've done it. I've played the game. I've been played by the game. I'm exposing the game where Joe Biden had definitely notes right in front of him. He was repeating those notes, including the name calling. The names were pre-approved. Trump, in the negative sense, was not as well prepared. He thought he could handle it. Obama made the same mistake. So did Jimmy Carter. So did George Bush one, George Bush two. Almost every incumbent president running for the second term thinks they can handle it. And he didn't even have a good closing statement. By the way, neither candidate. Yesterday, I said the number one rule of being a candidate in a debate is at the end, ask people to vote for you. <laughs> Biden got the closest to it by talking to the camera and saying, please vote. He forgot to say, vote for me. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, Rule 101 of debates is end the debate by saying, I want your support. I'm seeking your support. I I ask that you vote for me, whatever. Instead of referring them to a (laughs) www.com.
3: Well, that was at least on Biden brand right there because you you left out the third W. It's usually Uh, uh. (laughs)
2: www.biden.org.com. But they both broke the, the number one rule of debates. Ask the people listening for their vote. Talk about them occasionally.
3: And we'll hear from you. As the governor said, a a double-sized big finish coming up in a few. And more about the uh, substantive issues last night. There were some. We'll get to them. Right. 924 on WBT. An extra double XL big finish coming up. Our next two segments because we have so many calls that want to talk about the debate last night.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. We want them to keep coming. We'll pick the best calls. 704-374-3800. We welcome your calls for the big finish, which will be the entire last part, two segments of our show, and we really appreciate our loyal listeners uh, agree or disagree with me. I've made some pretty strong comments about both candidates, about the moderator, about the format. Now let's briefly talk about the issues because, frankly, the issues were just not covered last night by the format, by the moderator, or by the two candidates because they were both so intent in getting their sound bites in. And most of the sound bites were ill timed, poorly delivered. And, and sounded sophomoric at best. But uh, there are a couple issues to talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, one we haven't talked much about uh, on the show
3: today they spent some time on was COVID-19, was the coronavirus. Uh, here's one moment
5: like
1: that. Recently, you have cited the, the issue of, of waiters touching their masks and touching plates. Are you questioning. The, no, I think the, the masks are okay. Of, of you have masks. to understand,
5: if you look, I mean, I have a mask right here. I put a mask on, you know, when I think I need it. Tonight, <laughs> as an example, everybody's had a test and you've had social distancing and all of the things that you have to, but yes, I wear masks when needed. When needed, I wear masks. Okay, let me ask. I don't have, to, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from it. He shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. <laughs> I will vice, say, vice, I will sir, say vice
1: President Biden, go ahead, sir.
2: Look, now stop right, right, right there. There wasn't even two minutes there where the moderator, that was not two minutes. And this is where the president take, didn't take advantage of his time, too. He could have repivoted into something else and not let the moderator, you're allowed two minutes when you're asked the question. He didn't take it. And he let Wallace interrupt him. And he should have said, You're interrupting me. I'm not finished with my answer. And I don't need to stay with your topic, I can go anywhere I want. And he was right about Biden. Biden is manipulating the concept of mask wearing to where it, it looks ridiculous, and the media doesn't call him out for it. You don't need to wear a mask when you're 100 feet away from somebody, or when you're in your car by yourself <laughs> in a convertible. Well, and he didn't seem to wear on lot of- a jet ski like I saw on Lake <laughs> Jimmy recently. I mean, it's just you don't need it. Does that mean you're against masks? No, it means you're wearing masks for political purposes. Well, he didn't have a lot of pre, uh, what sounded like
3: pre-rehearsed lines. He did, though, we just heard it right there, a, a visual, actually. You knew at some point he was going to pull his mask out of his coat where he said, I carry mine with me all the time. Yeah. Surprise and by surprise. the way,
2: if you do touch your mask a lot, this is what the experts said at the very beginning of mask wearing, and I I break the rule every time. You, You cough in your hand, then you put your hand all over your mask. Well, your mask is kind of useless now, and we're all breaking the rules we're all breaking the rules that of mask we stuff it in our dirty pocket <laughs> but we put it on right before we go in the grocery store to give the appearance of making everyone feel safe i i think we should wear mask i don't know how much it helps but if it helps 10 15 20 50 fine it's not a sacrifice for me but i do think we're abusing <laughs> we're playing a little pc politics with mask and He kind of made that point, but the president interrupted himself right and left on that.
3: President Trump, towards the end, uh, spent Mm -hmm. a lot of time talking about uh, ballots and the integrity of the election.
5: I listened to Joe talking about a transition. Uh, There's been no transition from when I won. I won that election. And if you look at Crooked Hillary Clinton, if you look at all of the different people... Uh, There was no transition because they came after me trying to do a coup. They came after me spying on my campaign. They started from the day I won and even before I won, from the day I came down the escalator with our First Lady. They were a disaster. They were a disgrace to our country. And we've caught them. We've caught them all. We've got it all on tape. We've caught them all. And by the way, you gave the idea for the Logan Act against General Flynn. You better take a look at that because we caught you in a sense. and. President Obama was sitting in the office. He knew about it too. So don't tell me about a free transition. As far as the ballots are concerned, it's a disaster. A solicited ballot, okay, solicited, is okay. You're soliciting. You're asking. They send it back. You send it back. I did that. If you have an unsolicited, they're sending millions of ballots all over the country. There's fraud. They found them in creeks. They found some with the name Trump, just happened to have the name Trump just the other day in a waste paper basket. They're being sent all over the place. They sent two in a Democrat area. They sent out a thousand ballots. Everybody got two ballots. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. The other thing, it's nice on November 3rd, you're watching and you see who won the election. And I think we're going to do well because people are really happy with the job we've done. But you know what? We won't know. We might not know for months because these ballots are going to be all over. Take a look at what happened in Manhattan.
2: Take a look at what happened. That was essentially his closing argument or his closing comment. I'd say 80 percent of that closing comment was extremely good. And Mike Wallace, again, conflated in his loaded. I mean, Chris Wallace. I think he got the job because his daddy, the more I think about it. And just mailing ballots out to everyone unrequested. The president tried to do it. It took him too long. It took him too long. And uh, the media is not going to support him in that effort. But I I share a lot of the concerns about the ballots and counting votes long after the election's over. I can relate to it. I've been there. And it's, it's a feeling which... You're not show, sure who's in control of the situation.
4: By the warm weather, it'd be gone. It'd be miraculous, it's like a miracle. And by the way, maybe you could inject some bleach in your arm, and that would take care of it. This is a have said sarcastically. That was and you seen, know that
5: I would have said
4: sarcastic. And so here's the deal:
5: you have to provide the well. He's just
3: shushed for a minute.
5: Tell it to See, Nancy you know, Pelosi. People out there need help.
3: And we are here, a supersized edition. Of The Big Finish, brought to you by Felix Servaitis, Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte on The Pat McCrory Show.
2: So I've been trying to give a different perspective that you're hearing on CNN or Fox or MSNBC or CBS and the other major networks. Uh, But now I want to hear your perspective and your response to our perspective. That's what The Pat McCrory Show is all about. That's why we're number one.
3: And what if masks don't work? You just said um, we touch our masks all the time. That's spot on. And sticky fingers with all the germs. What if masks don't work? Not one iota. What, what if? What if they make us sick instead? And I'm going to risk it with Donald Trump and no loser named Joe Biden. Have a great day. Bye.
2: I do think we've done a lousy job of explaining mask. It's become more of a, a statement of... Uh, I'm doing what's right and anyone else is doing what's wrong. But by putting your hands all over the mask, you're doing wrong, too. And frankly, we're all doing it wrong. (laughs) Hey, Pat and Bo, did you notice that when they were talking about the Supreme Court nominee that Joe Biden actually admitted that she was a good choice? I'm like you guys. I had to
5: get up and walk away several times and finally just go to bed. Thanks a lot. Have a good day, guys.
2: Yeah. He did say she was a good choice, and he also refused to comment on whether or not he would support packing the court or increasing the number. He just avoided it. It wasn't on a script.
1: Governor, undecided voters are not important. This is a base election. What President Trump did last night, he didn't lose a single voter he already had. He was successful in getting Joe Biden to admit his stance on issues like the Green New Deal and government-run health care for all that he says he does not support. This will alienate parts of Joe Biden's base. Trump was great last night. Hmm. The Green New Deal, uh,
2: Biden completely flubbed on that. But 90% of the people don't know what the Green New Deal is, and I wish the president had better speaking points, because if I were speaking on the Grand New Deal, I'd say uh, Joe Biden wants to cut off your air conditioner tonight or your heater tonight. God, instead, talking about forest fires.
3: Hmm. I thought President Trump was brilliant. He came forth with facts. He attacked when attacked, and he always punches hard. So, in my eye, I thought he was clearly the winner. Thanks for listening. Bye.
2: Ah, Thanks for your feedback.
5: Hey, Pat. Being very objective, and I am a Democrat, but I'll still be objective, President Trump interrupted Joe Biden so badly that it made the president look really, really bad, and it made Vice President Biden look very presidential. I was very proud of Joe Biden because he did what he needed to do, and he won the debate according to me, according to the polls, and according to the people, Democratic and Republicans, who watched the debate. Thank you, Pat.
2: Thank you for your feedback. Thanks for listening. Two distinct, different uh, conclusions. Amazing.
0: I love this show. <laughs> Why does everybody got to talk to you like this kind of voice? And you mentioned, uh, Governor, uh, the disrespect that uh vice president biden showed to our president how do you get away with calling him a clown how do you get away with call, telling the president of the united states to shut up we deserve a official apology today thank you so much love the show
2: extremely disrespectful to the office extremely disrespectful and he did it near the very beginning he came out swinging on yeah. name-calling, and I'm telling you, it was pre-planned. He, he fired the first salvo on that one. And I think Trump was taken aback by it. Governor, you called it right. Biden had the go-to line, here's the deal, memorized several points, stammered through them, but got there with it, wouldn't even look at President Trump.
0: President Trump come out looking like Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry, You know, come on, make my day, you know. (laughs) Have a good day.
2: By the way, he did not memorize those lines. They were right in front of him. They allowed pretty large notes in front of the candidates, which I like debates that I had where you weren't allowed notes. You were allowed to bring a a piece of paper to take notes but not bring your own notes. In fact, right before my debates, Bo, we'd go to the podium and I'd write down as many things – right before the debate started that I remembered that I wanted to get across so I wouldn't go blank <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. it is time to go to a bra- oh I'm just reading the cue card sorry
2: Well, this is the big finish of the big finish. Yeah, let's keep going. I want to hear as many calls as possible from our loyal listeners because I need some love right now. (laughs) Well, before we hear the first caller or the
3: next caller, we should give some love to Felix Abadis, Mercedes-Benz of South Charlotte, who sponsors this segment. Uh, We appreciate
2: his love. And, hey, today would be a good day to go buy a car. Yes, it would. Maybe even a convertible. A little convertible Mercedes-Benz. That would be nice.
5: I did find the debate uh, very disappointing. I had commented earlier on Facebook that it looked more like a dog and pony show. Uh, All three were fairly disgusting to me, the moderator, (laughs) excuse me, and both candidates. And I felt like no answers were given on anything directly asked to them. All they done was sit there and parley back and forth with each other thank you for your time governor
2: very good feedback very good feedback we always
5: know that uh when you've lost an argument the last
3: resort for the loser uh the renegade is race of course and the smeller always remember the smeller is always the feller
5: always
2: <laughs> not very good feedback <laughs> but it was fun yeah it was- he it, melted it. good
5: morning fellas
0: i'll tell you one thing that uh that debate last night was absolutely great i think trump destroyed him and, uh, that's the whole point of the debate is to go after one another i wish chris wallace would have got out in the way I'll have a great day thank you
2: i agree with the last point i wish chris wallace would have got out of the way he's more narcissistic than the two candidates Boy, last night, all I was waiting for was the crowd to start chanting, Jerry, Jerry,
0: Jerry. <laughs> and then some true. no-name WWE wrestler to come in and hit Biden over
5: the head with a folding chair. Chris Wallace, obviously an anti-Trumper, never Trumper, should have had on a top hat and a long red coat because it was an absolute circus.
2: <laughs> I can just see the two spouses of the two candidates looking at them. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Governor Bo good morning.
0: As far as that debate went last night, the American people are the true losers of that debate. If that's the two choices that we have to be the next president of the United States, that is a sad statement. I will never watch another debate. It was just very, very sad. Thank you very much. Have a great day, boys.
2: That's uh, very good feedback. A change from debate comments, CMPD still
3: has tear gas they say they won't use. I'm sure Charlotte City Council will be glad to sell the tear gas to Antifa or BLM (laughs) or both. Have a great day, guys. Thank you.
2: I thought we might need tear gas last night. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. The tear gas rule. Terrible, terrible rule. Morning, Bo. Morning, Governor. Love your show just wanted to make a comment about last night. I don't think you can call that a debate. I think you have to call it a debacle. I think Trump showed up, juiced up like he was ready to play in the Super Bowl. He had his facts, but he talked way too fast and didn't let Biden hang himself. Biden could have a couple of times. Biden, on the other hand, slow Joe. See you guys. Bye. A great observation where the president sometimes interrupted... Joe Biden, when Joe Biden was about to say something really ridiculous, that, that's that's a wonderful political observation. Didn't let him hang himself.
0: Hey, I commend you for starting your show off with this comment and statements that you was making about both of the idiots last night. I am ashamed will be an American today. The world leaders was probably on the floor laughing their butts off on uh, about uh, the United States last night. It was a total disgrace to the office of a president. We have to pray, and I mean pray hard for our country.
2: Hmm. I did not do name calling. I did not call anyone an idiot. Uh, some of the actions were idiotic. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Governor, go back and watch the very tail end as the president and the vice president were walking off the stage. You'll see a lady run over to Biden's podium with a bunch of papers in her hands, and then she picked them up and she wrapped up and put a computer or a a pad of some sort that Biden had been reading off. to You can catch him all night long looking down too long at the thing reading from a what I figured was an iPad of some sort. Check it out.
2: Oh, he was reading the whole time. He was reading the whole time. And he read well. He read well. Hey, good morning, Pat and Bo. Hey, guess what? I've just been noticing. I think Bo has done more for this show in the last 47 minutes than Pat has in the last 47 hours. How did that call get through? I did not approve that call. Man. Come on, man. Man. Come on, man. Yeah, i just like to say that it's got to be the worst presidential debate I have ever heard. They were the worst questions I have mm-hmm. ever heard. And mm-hmm. I think they were put in there to cause conflict, controversy rather than answers. And I think that is the worst narrator I've ever seen in a debate. We are in agreement. Hey, Mayor Gov, Biden's not much better. I'll have to agree. Have a
0: great day. Mm-hmm. Morning, gentlemen. Pretty embarrassing last night. I'll just have to say Chris Wallace takes the top of the cake for the most embarrassing, though. By his own uh, standards, he says, if nobody knows who the moderator was, it was a good job on his part. Well, he was trending number one on Twitter last night during the debate. So, by his own standard, epic
2: fail. I would agree 100%. it, It failed from the outset with the moderator, And neither Trump or Biden took back control. It was their debate. They needed a Ronald Reagan moment. This is my microphone. I paid for this microphone. There you go again. (laughs) (laughs) You are... You're no John F. Kennedy. (laughs) (laughs) You're no John Hancock.
1: (laughs) President Trump, Vice President Biden, it's been an interesting hour and a half. I want Uh, to thank you both for participating. Stay
5: tuned for scenes from our next episode. Hallelujah!
0: (laughs) Holy s. Where's the Tylenol?